Hey everybody, welcome back to Visions, Veiled and Violent. Last episode, our band of intrepid heroes finally conversed with Lord Odal, learning little beyond the fact that he was well aware of the party's ongoing efforts to stymie machinations against the Blue Veil troop and the sacrifices in the name of Wardrip. Despite, or possibly because of these contradicting agendas, Odal left more with a curious puzzle box before returning to the city. Ending their meeting with a potentially demon-connected official, the Zadis once again sought out Mother Sylvensa, both for counsel and to ensure that Odal's veiled threats against the Seeress would not come to pass. Discovering that Vezi had been parted with them in the interim, Moore and Edwale stayed behind to protect Mother Sylvensa and to ask questions of the barbarian's future, while the rest of the young Hanatas raced off to reunite with Vezi, finding not only her, but also the blue-skinned pirate who had foisted the mysterious package upon Luthander. So, uh, welcome back, everyone. And uh, as we left off, you are, at least three of you, Nevitz, Lathander, and Jericho, are being accosted by a blue-skinned pirate uh, demanding back the package that she left in your care way back in episode two. And she is uh, seems to be quite excited to retrieve it while Adwale and Moore uh, stand guard over Mother Salvenza uh, given some of the ominous comments that have been made recently regarding her safety. And so, uh, we'll pick it back up with Nevitz, Lathander, and Jericho. Do you remember who has the package? Yes, it's in Adwale's uh, backpack. That was very well stated uh, in several episodes. It's definitely on, on Adwale's person. Uh, so the, the woman... Puts a hand on her hip and looks expectantly at the three of you. Since she did give it to Lathander. It's like, well, all right, come on. If you want your, you want your pay, cough it up. It's time. What's our pay? I wasn't going to completely stiff you. I mean, I needed to get it off my person to keep some of the heat off, you know, a little bit. And wanted to make sure that it was in, in safe hands. I figured, who's safe from the Hanatas? Because... Nobody's going to be looking for it with you, so hand it back over? No. Be happy to grease your palm with some sweet, sweet gold. Before you grease our palm with some sweet, sweet gold, who was the heat who was looking for this patch? Yeah. Oh, that's inconsequential. Don't don't you worry your, your wee little head about that. You'd think that, but considering it's on our person and was on our person for some time during your escapade to not have it be found, it might become our concern. And that <sighs> seems to come with the price of us holding it. Alright, alright. I'll, I'll play your game. Um, how much you want? Information. Information. We want to know who is looking for the... At the end of the day... Oh, that's, that's, that's definitely not happening. No. No, not in the slightest. <laughs> okay. 100 oh. gold pieces. She looks... Which, by the way, I assume is well above what a holder's fee is. Like, I'm obviously doing this to get the information, so I'm I'm hardballing. He says, uh, uh, gold ads. Are it safe and unopened? Okay, yeah. I mean, I I feel like owe you a perception check because I think Nevitai's like bulged out when she actually came up with a hundred gold pieces. Uh. Vezi, we need to return to the to, to the rest of the troop. You need to come with us. Then, uh, as uh, as you look at Vezi with that, um, you see her, her blink really hard and be like, "Oh, 
Oh, oh, oh. Um. Oh. I don't know if that's a good idea, Nevitz. Um, Miss um, Blue Pirate, please excuse me for one second. And I go to the side with Vezzy, and at uh, three foot tall person to three foot tall person, I kind of whisper. <laughs> Vezzy, why is this not a good thing? This, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know. I don't know if my, my vision worked. It was... It felt really bad. Um, it felt really, really bad. I didn't like it. Vezzy, you've seen a, a gooey cube consume us. What did you see in this vision that you don't want to talk about? It was... It was like... So it, it was green. It was green, like the cube, but it was like a skull that was on fire and... It was looking right at us, like all of us. And it wasn't like it was just like a skull. It was like like a thing that knew us. And it was really, really, really angry about something. Like, I don't know, but it was like it was mad at us. And it was coming for us. And it, it was me and you. And I could see... I could see more. I could see... See, Adewale and, and, and Jericho and Lathander, I couldn't see anyone else. Like they were just gone. And this felt like it was tied to the package? What package? It, did this feel like it was brought upon because the the blue pirate came into our person? I, the question is, I, evil things are going to happen to us. I, at this point, I'm just taking this as a given, given what's happened over the past 12 hours. But... Did it feel like any of this was tied to this particular event when I said I was going to give the package over to this pirate and for a hundred gold pieces? Crumples up the Humbernuts bag a little bit in frustrations. That's not what you asked, Mr. Nevitz. You asked if anything bad was going to happen to us in the future. Oh. Okay. So just a flaming green skull is going to bring evil upon all of us. Okay. She's like, oh, okay, do should I look at the look for a package now? Oh, at the at the risk of bringing, yeah, uh, blue skin pirate package. Go. Okay, package. <gasps> and and he looks over to the, the blue blue skin pirate. Just one second. I think you're going to get your package for hundred gold pieces, but give me one second. Luthand is like that sports ball <laughs> game. Doing, kill it, Lathander. Uh, back at the Seer's tent, what are Moore and Adwale doing now? Um, I want to ritual cast detect magic on this puzzle box because I know Nevitz isn't going to let it go. Okay, so you can start the ritual casting. Hmm. All right, so that's going to take you your ten minutes. As uh, Adwale, while you are you doing anything with the Mother Silvenza while the ten minutes is going on? Uh, I'm just keeping an eye on things, um, filling with the ring but I'm mostly filling with it without looking at it, more so looking around, and as I see more start focusing on a ritual cast, I stand more closer to more, so that way I see that everyone know don't mess with this person right now. That's fair, that's fair. Uh, as the ritual cast is going on, you know, as he blinks hard and looks to Nevitz, like, ooh, you need to get that box. You need to get that package. Okay, why do we need to get this package? Immediately, oh, because 
Because that lady's going to be really angry if you don't get it to her. Can you extrapolate a little bit on angry? Like pull a sword angry or just scream at us angry? Oh, not a sword. She has like a... Gosh, it's hard to explain. She has a stick. Um, and the stick... Uh, the stick... It, it like... Like pops out these little metal balls. And, and they... They went right through you. Okay, fair enough. Um, oh, she has a gun. Jericho, okay. Luthander, I think we should retrieve this kind lady's wooden box and return it to her. Luthander's still, still kind of shaky and asks and says, "Okay, we we'll go get this. We'll go get it for you. Uh, have you have you have you seen? Have, have you traveled much?" And then she looks at Lathander as if he's a bit slow. Says, Define much. You've seen the vile desolation. That's a short answer, yes. Well, why are you asking? Is it is it spreading? Is I mean, it I saw it once. I, I didn't go back to check. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 Is there a, uh, is there, are you okay? Is there a reason? Is, look, uh, I don't, yeah. Yeah, don't want to make I'm, this weird. I just want the package back. That's all I want. I want one unopened package in my hands so that I can give you money. What What are you going to do with the package? Uh, I'm going to do my own darn business and not tell you. Then, Luthander's... Okay, I'm going to say, we've seen some really strange things. You Would you be interested in trade of information? What I'm interested in... Man, stop me if any of this part is confusing in the slightest. I want the package I gave you back in my hand, unopened, right now. You get it to us, we'll give it to you. I just want to know if this has anything to do with necromancy or weird demony dudes. She, she furrows her brow deeply. She looks, she looks to Nevis like, I'm sorry, when I, I didn't realize when I gave the package over that your friend is slow. I'm looking for a package <laughs> wrapped okay, in string okay, okay. with go, knots. We, un- we understood the deal when you foisted it upon us. We have just seen... Foist is a strong word. A strong word. You didn't protest. You literally threw the package at us. You didn't throw it back? I don't think you understand what foisted mean. That's neither here nor there. In either case, we've just seen a lot that's happened in the past several hours, and we have... Other concerns, I think, outside of your demands, and I, and Nevitz looks over to both Jericho and Lathander, believe that we can close out our business with you, and it will not in any way affect the other problems that we are dealing with. But please excuse my colleagues, because we are a bit stressed by a lot of things that have been going on. I will just stay here and ever so patiently await for the return of my package unopened, intact, then I'll be on my merry way, and you will be significantly richer. And you have the hundred gold pieces on you currently. Yes! What kind of a pirate doesn't have gold on them? That's a terrible question. I mean, Nevitz kind of looks like, is there a coin purse that seems to have a hundred coins inside of it? I mean, she's wearing some rather ostentatious clothing, so it's difficult to tell where all of her pockets are, but she... Does she have a lot... Does she have She's a large wooden well stick that looks like iron balls could come out of it? Ah, uh, she has uh, something tucked into her belt that is unfamiliar to you. 
Uh, okay. We will return post-haste. Uh, and that's actually, it works great because if we have time to walk back to Mother Sylvenza, Nevitz will convey all of what he heard from Vezi to both Jericho and Lathander. And as the, the the three of you come back to reconvene at the Sears' tent, where Mother Sylvenza is still sort of indulging Adwale and Moore's uh, new bout of paranoia, uh, she looks up and says, Oh, you found Vezi. I'm, I'm very pleased. Thank you. I, I, I know she is a precocious thing, but she is the future of the Blue Veil troop, the one who has inherited the site. So what the fuck do I have? <laughs> she she you don't have looks to, to, to Moore and says, other than a, a very dirty mouth, uh, <laughs> you have nothing. <laughs> oh, you are you are you're a young woman of of great skill and talent. Do not get me wrong, uh, young Moore, but the sight I do not sense it on you. So when I see. When I touch things and I see a darkened silhouette and, you know, the ends of the world and the troops and everybody dying and dead and death, that's just nothing. That's just all in my head. Well, when you put it that way, maybe you should seek Anton. He might be able to give you some salt to to calm the nerves. I felt something touch my heart. And that's when uh, when Moore hears a, an unfortunately familiar voice say, And you know what touches the heart? The power of laughter! As, as Zani jingle jangles his way up, and he, he does a, a cartwheel and gives, gives Moore a side hug. Like, oh, I'm, I'm always so happy to have touched your heart, Moore, and the hearts of all my troop mates. It's our chance to kill him. <laughs> I know, it's just like my yeah. hand instinctively just like reaches down for like a dagger that's not there. <laughs> how do I? How do I? He just, and Zion just grins from ear to ear and like, like oh, it's, it's just, it's, it's so exciting to see everyone here. <gasps> oh, wait, it, it's too bad we don't have someone who can take a painting. <gasps> a painting of the troop. I'm going to put my hand in his face and just try to reach out again to see if anything, if I see anything. Uh, give me a wisdom saving throw oh, there. Why do I keep doing this? Why? <laughs> Please roll a 20 side dice. Tell me the oh, number. Oh, 18 on the die and I have a plus six. Hey. Uh, so you, so you, you, you face palms on Ian and then push just him back literally. a little. Yeah. Just, uh, and when you push him back, you... For a, for a moment, just like the, the space of a blink, you you see an image of Zani, except his flesh horribly, horribly zombified, the the bones sticking through, the eyes milky and unseeing, and his his tongue sort of lolling out the side. And then as you as you blink again, that he's gone, it's just back to his normal, highly punchable face. So this time punch it. Yeah, Morley like, takes um, a step back and just like points her finger like really shakily, and she's like, "He's dead." I'm dead. Oh, he, he goes and he, he puts his thumb to his wrist. He's like, "I have an awfully strong heartbeat for a dead guy." I saw you. You you were a corpse. I'm a corpse. <sighs> I reach into Lathander's belt where I assume he keeps his daggers, and I'm gonna throw it. <laughs> Sorry. 
All right, uh, make a uh, make a ranged attack roll. Okay. That's said dagger. When Mora goes for Luthander's belt, does Taylene get in the way? <laughs> if only, if, if if she could see what that hussy's up to right now, then she would. But, uh, and, but uh, at the timing, a dagger's a plus three, right? Yes. So that's sixteen. The sixteen. Sixteen. Hit. All right. So you uh, so, uh roll the damage for the dagger. And that is a... Wow. This escalated quickly. <laughs> I guess we're oh, murder yeah, hobos now. <laughs> I guess if I don't get my long rest, people start dying. Um, okay. Uh, I got a three on the day. Okay. So you you grab a dagger from Lathander's belt and <gasps> fling it through the air. The, the, the blade turning end over end. And it hits Zani in the shoulder. And you go... And he, he grasps his, his shoulder. There's just you know, blood spurting. You know, he looks at it more like, oh, I, I don't quite get the punchline, but that was a pretty good joke. Uh, as everyone else in this troop uh, looks horrified, Mother Silvenza screams up, Child, what have you done? What madness has seized you? He's uh, dead. And, and, and is he... Uh, and, the, you see the, the blood squirting out from the, the wound as Zani looked like. I mean, not yet, but it was a good throat. I'll give you that. Not knowing the whole dead vision thing, Nevitz is definitely going to place himself between possibly a crowd of Hanataz after more and Zani and pull out of his pouch or pull out of Luthander's pouch, wherever it is, the silver bell that came off of, we think came off of Zani's hat. Dan is and like, just, can everyone stop reaching into my belt? <laughs> just grab, just grab, grab your hands, grab your hands. Do you want me to just undress and hand you everything I've got? You can just sort it all out. Uh, uh, Nevitz is going to, I don't know which one of us is holding it. Uh, doesn't matter. Hey, I went into his belt. Apparently that's what we do now. We're close. That's what we do. And he, he, doesn't, right there. he doesn't say anything. He just looks at Zani. Uh, Zani looks back at Nevitz. <laughs> Lysander, where did we find this? I, I think you found it on his belt. No. We found it in a tower not far from here. In a tower? Oh. That's a... Ruined tower. Wait, we did find it in Vordra's tower, yeah, right? in the tower. We did oh, find it. Wait, we did find it there, yeah. In a ruined tower. A ruined tower in which we saw the Dunahadrine. And at this point, Nevis says that loud enough for the other Hanatas around it. I assume it's just Hanatas. Like, while, and then, he's, and, and, while, while he's talking... Zani uh, goes full home alone, you know. <gasps> a tower with the Dunahadrine! Oh, this is this is getting pretty serious, guys. What happened next? Is he still got a dagger sticking in his arm? Yep, it's still going. You know, periodically. So he's not. Can we tell that if he's in any pain at all? Uh, roll an insight check for me, while I. All right, Thinking. my battle senses are tingling. I feel like Spider-Man. Fifteen. Okay. Um. So with a fifteen. You actually see that based on like the little the, the, the thin lines around his eyes and a little twitch uh, in the side of his mouth, Zani is in excruciating pain, but refusing to break character. I mean, out of character, I got to hand it to him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, God, I'm just I'm kind of impressed. What is going on? What a ham. Uh, all right. Hmm. Like, like, okay, so you found you found the you found a bell in the tower. With a Dunahadrine, and then, and then, and then. Come on, Lysander, you can't leave us hanging like that. You fill him in. He 
Luthander just nods at uh, at Nevitz, and then uh, look, come on, actually, come on, guys! I feel like you're you're so close to the punchline. I'm gonna whisper to more. Did you say he was undead? Luthander, I touched him, and I tried to have what I think are visions. I don't know anymore, and I saw him undead. He was a corpse. Well, I, I think I, so I might have skipped a step because I feel pretty, uh, pretty not dead at the moment. But uh, maybe if we wait around, like it'll. I mean, I, I don't want to diminish your accomplishments more, but uh, right now it's uh, it, it really hurts, and I feel pretty alive. <laughs> Is fantasy. are there are there anyone are there any other elders besides Mother Sylvenza around us right now? Uh, not immediately around you, no. Okay, uh, but sorry. some of the, the the other people helping break down the tents are just kind of gawking around trying to figure out why more just stabs somebody uh Luthander's gonna uh, walk over and punch him in the face <laughs> uh roll it, roll it to- well it's kind of like a, a punch and a push I'm gonna try and get him on the ground okay I'll punch away what you got what's, what's my uh uh that's a seven uh seven, strength, yeah, seven. strength plus two plus seven what is it? Strength. Yeah, so that's a, that's plus a no. Two plus so seven. that's a dad. Yeah. So, so you, so as you, you go to swing, uh, Zion is a surprisingly acrobatic little side sidestep. He's like, "Whoa, huh, I'm as willing to play as anybody, but violence is not funny." I'm gonna step behind him. He's like, and then he, and the mother Savanta's, Zatis, stop! What in the name of the three are you doing? No, you stop, okay? Every time I've been seeing death or sensing necromancy, somehow something happens. The whole, the earth swallows us whole, or I don't know. There's been, it's been the longest day of my life. I don't even remember all the events of today. And I sense that something is wrong with him. He's not alive. He's something dead. Something is always wrong with Zati, or the, with the Zani. He is, he is Zani. And Zani is shrugs like, it's true, guilty as charged. How long have we even known this guy? How long has he been traveling with us? That's longer than many of you. And then Zion's like, like, oh, okay, okay, but let me out on the joke, everybody. Like, what's with all the sudden violence? Uh, Foxy, were you gonna, was Jericho gonna say something or? I think Jericho's just stepping back into the crowd away from her (laughs) compatriots, like just trying to. (laughs) Melting away. uh, Jericho's already away from the scene of the crime. Yeah. Does. Anyone, anyone in the crowd or anyone, like, uh, uh, does does it look like anyone's trying to step in and stop what's going on? I mean, they're, they're about to, because uh, it looks like, it looks, uh, for all intents, for, for, for the passive observer, it looks like uh, that Moore is about to murder someone <laughs> just for no reason. Uh, Nevitz will step up to Mother Silvenza, holding out his hand and say, Mother. Either someone has possessed Zani's mind and made him work for the Duna Hadrin, or he is willingly in cahoots with them. This came from the tunnel, from the tower, the underground domain in which we found the trappings of the devastation of the kidnapped children, and more importantly, from Luthander's vision when he could view through the cursed dagger of the Duna Hadrin who was controlling these events. So, yeah, and, and, so, and he holds the silver bell up so she can see it's the same one that's missing from his from his hat. So she goes and she she she, she very carefully with her old trembling fingers picks up the silver bell and looks at it. And, uh, and as she does, uh, Zani lets out a little look. Oh, 
It seems like we've all just had a huge misunderstanding. Uh, like, I admire your, your dedication to conspiracy theories, but, uh, my hat has brass bells. As he jingles his hat, you can see, indeed, there are, uh, six little points uh, all ending in a, in a uh, very shiny brass bell. Okay, do we, so going, who noticed that the bell was missing in the first place? I think it Jericho. was Jericho. And I don't know if Jericho, I think Jericho must have, I mean, for Nevitz to have played this out, I think Jericho must have said something to Nevitz. Were there silver bells at the time when the first one was missing or no? Yes. Okay. Uh, hmm. Then Nevitz is continuing because he believes what Jericho told him. So he continues to hold the bell out to, to Mother Sovenza who picked up the, the silver bell. Mother Sylvester looks at the bell and looks at Zani's hat and says, Child, what what madness are you trying to induce here? This bell does not match Zani's hat at all. Can I summon like a picture, like an image of Zani's hat that has the silver bells? Uh, you, can't a summon a, you can't summon a perfect image back of something that happened oh. in the past. Mm. Mother, again, I do not know if this is the active workings of Zani or someone who controls him. But Jericho saw that previous to this, he had silver bells, one of which was missing. The identical the identical match to what I hold in my hand. And in the interim, he has replaced every bell on his hat or someone who is controlling him with the bronze bells that you see. Touch this silver bell. See what you may see. And if I am wrong, I will accept whatever you see. Okay. And so she... I shall strive to part the veil. And she... Holds the bell uh, in her fist, mumbles as her uh, uh, as her eyes roll back. Then, after a moment, she uncurls her fist. Child, I see nothing. I think I'm gonna nudge one of the people in the crowd and like say, like, do you remember him having silver bells? Because I sure do. See, people just kind of struggling. It's like this, it's like kind of like a guy sitting next to me. You know. I- I think, Nev- I think Nevitz is lost because Nevitz is, is honestly going on the word of Jericho because I, he never noticed the missing silver bell. And so I don't think he thinks he's crazy. I think he thinks the world is crazy and Jericho is correct because at this point he only trusts the the people in our group. But uh, Nevitz has no response at all. And as this is playing out, uh, you see the, the familiar uh, dark-skinned figure of Cray the blade, wander in, looking at you know, Zani, bleeding profusely from his shoulder, looking at the Zadis, looking at Mother Silvenza. He zeroes in on Nevitz. What happened? Cray, we believe that someone or something has possessed Zani, or Zani is in the employ of someone evil. We found this silver bell, as he, and he holds it out, in the lair of the Duna Hadrin who were directing the evil against us, who had kidnapped these children to sacrifice them to Verder. And we... <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't get there. <laughs> the pronunciation is perfect. Vordred. Vordred. And we believe that whatever power Orzani himself has replaced the silver bells that were missing with the copper bells that you see on his hat. I have no doubt in my mind that this bell fell from Zani's hat, whether he was in the under the control of some other entity or of his own volition i know not but you know the dark things that we have seen in that basement or you 
amongst very few among the Hanatas know what it is to see such dark things. And there is no doubt in my mind, based on the testimony of Jericho, that this is true. Beyond that, whatever dark powers may have compelled Zani to do this, the same dark powers which have stopped Mother Silvenza from seeing Lord Odal as she tried to scry upon him, have stopped her from seeing any visions to give any light to this information. And we killed the gooey cube. You see the wheels turning behind Kray's eyes. I didn't actually say the gooey cube part. It was just funny. Yeah. No, I, I, I appreciate that. Right. Um, see the wheels turning behind Kray's eyes is... So, to sum up, dark power convinced Zani to go on a sewing spree to change the bells in his hat. And it's also blocking Mother Sylvenza's sight. Okay, the, the summary was good. You've missed the part where whatever befell Zani for the silver belt to fall off was actually the really dark thing that Zani was forced to do, which I'm more afraid of. I.e., I'm afraid that Zani was forced to help kidnap these children and bring them down to Vordred's sacrifice chamber. Yes, everything you spoke of after the fact, I believe happened as well. But I think he was part of the machinations which brought such evil unto the people of Nevermore and the Blue Veil troop. Then Cray the Blade looks over to Adwale. He gestures to Nevitz. How many times has your brother been smacked on the head today? Whether he's been smacked in the head. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Whether he's been smacked in the head or not, Cray, I stand by him in this incident. Whether it is the right stance or not, he is my brother, and I will stand by him on it. Then he looks over, like, looks to, he sees the dagger, looks back to Lathander, your dagger? <laughs> it is his dagger. Lathander staring, just stares back and goes, yep. He looks, he looks at Lathander and says, it was a shitty throw. Okay. Yep. Okay, Wolf. <laughs> he looks over to Dazani and says, Whatever. Go get patched up, you moron. Dazani's like, it's like, Oh, well, you know, this is it. And Cray raises the fingers. Get patched up. Take your bags and leave. Dazani's like, Oh, well, hold on a second. And then Cray's like, He raises his finger. Not a debate. Everyone goes quiet as Zani sort of like slumps down a bit and starts to, to shuffle off and Kray says, wait. And Zani turns, his eyes hopeful towards the group and Kray puts his thumb to, sticks his thumb over Lathander's direction and says, the dagger. And Zani goes, as he yanks the dagger out and, and tosses it in the, in the, the straw-covered ground in front of Lathander. He's like, oh, oh, I didn't see this joke coming. Cray just go, go. Zani, Zani oh. slumps off. Cray turns to the five of you. Says, I'll be honest. You talk too much. I think you're dumb. You're a terrible fighter. You, I don't even know what's wrong with you. He looks at Jericho. You seem fine. But, Jericho eagerly nods. <laughs> but you've earned the trust of the council today. I think... Well, I can't understand all your actions. Sometimes a fighter has to trust their instincts. But you're all twitchy and talking nonsense. 
I think it's about time for you to go find the tent and take a good long rest. I don't I don't know if Nevis is tearing up, but Steven almost is. Like, I can't believe Cray loves us. <laughs> so happy. I'm dying. Oh my god. I'm pretty sure he loves me. Actually, he was the only one who He didn't have a whole lot of positive stuff to say. Definitely, yeah. the rest of us are trying to figure out which one he was speaking to because Nate was just like throwing those not great compliments towards the group in large. Um, Craig will let you figure that out through context. Yeah. Context um, clues. All right. Um, yeah, Nevitz um, starts walking back towards the blue skinned pirate, hoping everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> we're st- yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 following, but I'm I'm gonna say give the give the belt to more. Yeah, and he hands it over. Just to see more. what happens. Just see what happens. And knowing, like, he doesn't force it upon you. He kind of holds it, and he kind of looks like, "Are you okay with this?" More is just there's. What's the worst that could happen at this point? Yeah, don't she knows ever it. say that. <laughs> don't ever say that. More, more, more gets us to try and kill someone else. Uh, and Nevitz will place the bell in Moore's hand. Yeah, she, I'll try if to. If her hand is, ava- is receiving. Yeah. I'll reach out and try to see if I get anything off of it. I'll just say roll, is, uh, roll four is, fortitude saves. Yeah. Are, uh, well, do you have the, are you wearing gloves still, more? Oh, good point. Um, I'll, ooh, okay. She Nevitz kinda... places it in her mouth. No, no, no. Rewind, rewind. Rewind. <laughs> She'll take off her glove and reach out with her. Um, is this the first time Nevis has actually seen you un- with ungloved hands outside of that one time when we were down at the Probably. Vault? Yeah, she never. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Nevitz tries to not react, but obviously he sees the, the the gold lines in the skin and he places the bell in your hand. All right. Um, so, more you see the, 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 the bell touches your palm and. I'm trying to think who around you right now you have uh Cray and Mother Silvenza and you know some various stagehands, you know, all the folks who've been helping around. When you touch the bell, you see the entire camp aflame, bodies everywhere. Um, <laughs> Mother Silvenza lying in the mud, or just staring vacantly up in the sky, and then Cray slumped down on one knee. Just his body riddled with arrows. And then when you blink again, the image is gone. Mm. More just um, takes a shaky breath and pockets the bell and just looks Nevitz in the eye and just, everyone's going to die. As Cray overhears this, he's just, yes, everyone dies. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Mr. Obvious. Okay. And then he, he just puts a hand on the hilt of his sword and wanders off to go do more important business. If it's just the children, uh, if, if we can wander away from Mother Silvenza's earshot. Uh, can we leave Vezzi with Mother Silvenza? Like, I just don't want you to kill Vezzi, Nate. That's honestly like my only goal for this entire adventure is for you to not kill Vezzi. Yeah, you can, I mean, yeah, I will, you can leave Vezzi with Mother Silvenza. That's a totally valid move that won't right. come back to bite you in any way. Right. Um, if it's just the if it's just the Zadis, uh, Nevitz will convey what has happened with the um, with the blue skinned pirate and all the information that we gathered from that encounter, and just say, do we proceed to give her the package? Why not? Nothing matters. <laughs> That's a don't great teenage attitude to have, by the way. Don't 
Don't be cray more. You're better than that. <laughs> We're all gonna just be set in flame and die. Uh, Y'all, okay. gold. Come on. We make our way back to the um, cart of sweets. Is okay. the is she still there? The, the, the pirate's still waiting there. Uh, tapping her boot on the ground, looking quite irritated that uh, it's taking far longer than she expected. And she oh. perks up a bit when she sees it. Like, oh, finally, package, please. Nevis looks to oh. Wally. Before, I wanted to add this one before you spoke in her voice. I wanted to hand the package to Luthander so that way it didn't come from my hands to her hands, but came from his hands to her hands. Okay, that's totally valid. So Luthander has the package. She sees it. She's very excited to get the package back. Also, too, just as a side note, did I detect any magic from the puzzle box? Uh, the, the ritual casket interrupted. Hmm. You're welcome to start it again. You know what? Yeah, I'm more just going to sit down and ritual cast. Okay. Sit down and just <laughs> sit in the middle. Of this. <laughs> I just don't care anymore. She starts ugly crying again. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the so Lathander is handing over the uh, the package. Lathander's uh, still still looking kind of shaky, uh, and yeah, starts to hand the package over and then pulls it back and says, "Hundred." Hundred gold. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred gold, hundred gold. Yes, fine. As she reaches inside of her waistcoat and, and pulls Luthander. out, yeah, Luthander, what? Oh, she, she, no, she pulls say, out. Luthander does a dive roll out of the way, but I wouldn't notice it. <laughs> yeah, um, she, <laughs> so she reaches in there and uh, you see her pull out what seems to be like a like a a cylindrical leather sleeve that's tied off at the end. And when she uh, when she op- unties the end of it, you can hear a clinking noise inside. She says, "Each one of these, twenty-five. And she pulls out one, then another, then another, then another. Just want my package back. Looks at yeah. Eyebrow up. Hand of the package. Okay. Well, she she hands over the the, the four cylindrical bags over to Lathander. She takes her package. She's like, oh, that was close. And she looks down. You see her brow furrow for a moment. And she reaches for her belt and pulls out this strange-looking stick uh, with metal bits tacked on it. And says, which one of you opened the package? And uh, is staring at her and says, didn't open the package. We haven't, we haven't touched it. Can I do an arcana check on that stick? Uh, sure, roll an arcana check. Okay. Uh, a natural one for a four? No, there's... But don't you re the halflings? Oh, halfling. I'm a halfling. You're a halfling. Thank, thank you. See? It's, a, it's natural, like, a natural ten for a thirteen. Dakota's been playing with you long enough to know this. Um, yeah, so there's... It doesn't appear to be a magical device. Um, you're not sure what it's capable of. Is that she pulls back one of the metal bits and it makes a little clicking noise. Uh... Not detecting any magic, Nevitz gives her a straight face and said, none of us opened your package. Roll a deception check. God damn it. Come on, I'm do this for more. Do this for more. She wants me to be a better liar. Come on, please, buddy. You got this. I got a plus four on this. Well, why would you say that to yourself before making the roll? Natural 16 for a 20. Because hmm. that's, so she- that's what my sister would have done. So her, her, her <laughs> brow furrows. She's like, 
Alright. Let's say that none of you morons open the package. It's been tampered with. She looks to she points the strange stick to Lathander. Do you let anybody else touch this? We didn't let anyone touch it. What does that mean? Well, what's happened? Uh, I'm looking around at the others and say, has it been out of our possession at all? I think it might have been once or twice, but none of us have, none of us we, have tampered with it. Edwale placed that package in his backpack. Yeah. We went into the tunnels. Edwale was knocked unconscious for but a moment. We came up, and we've he's been conscious ever since. So no, as far as we know, no one has tampered with that package since you gave it to us. See her inhale slowly. Like she keeps the thing pointed at Lathander, then to Edwale, then back to Lathander. Something isn't right here, but either you're telling the truth. Well, you're a really good liar there, little man. But I got my package, so... All right. All right. Sorry. It's a little... It's been a long day. A little you're twitchy. telling me. Well, she, 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 we hadn't the, noticed. She unclicks the, the device and, and slides it back into her belt. Says, All right. Well, it'll be okay. Just, if anybody asks, none of you saw Black Bonnie, did you? Saw who? Exactly. Black she... Bonnie. Or Jericho, <laughs> Jericho. Nope. up. Don't <laughs> get us killed. With her, she lets out a, a deep sigh and then cradles the package like it's something very precious uh, up to her side as she turns and begins uh, walking off towards the town. Nevitz follows her, stealthy. Yeah, that's what. That's exactly what I want to do. Yeah, hey, We can split the party again, but Nevitz is going. Can, Ade, can you carry me so I don't have to stop ritual casting again? Uh, uh, speaking of that, um, <laughs> more. give me a perception check, please. Okay. Is that... Do a good roll. It's going to be a great roll. Uh, I, I believe 14. in you. 14? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so as, as uh, Nevitz begins to, to scamper after the pirate, uh, perhaps against the better judgment of any sensible person who does not want to find out what a pistol can do. Uh, more, you sit down uh, to begin to begin your ritual casting again. Um, when you immediately notice something is off. Okay. At some point between when you started the ritual casting the first time, we're interrupted and started again, the puzzle box opened. What? <laughs> Mm. Yeah, it's a Barker moment. Sort this sounds like Barker a trap. Moment. This sounds like a trap. Uh, and this is this ornate wooden box that seems to have like this fantastically complex uh, little sliding mechanisms that allow it to, to to shift into different configurations. Appears to be, while exquisitely crafted, completely empty. Where's the Cenobite at? Uh, I'm gonna open it all the way. Uh, the, the inside of it, uh, the inside smells faintly of cinnamon. Uh, and there's a little, there's some white, some flakes of a white papery substance inside. Does this, what, 
Do I know what this is? I'm a druid. I'm uh, Herbie. Great question. Uh, give me a medicine check. Okay. Sounds like anthrax. Right. Uh, ten. No, no, you, you, you're unfamiliar with whatever this, this might have been in here, but that's unclear to you. Um, did you still want to carry through with uh, the cast? Yeah. Yeah, I do. When you, as, as you sit there mumbling to yourself to get the magic uh, to flow, the ever flow through you into the box, it practically throbs in your hands with necromantic magic. <sighs> and that's where we'll pause the session. Yeah, here come the Cenobites. We're Lysander fucked, and Nevitz are going to get killed. <laughs> yeah. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on Visions, Veiled and Violent, a D&D actual play of GooeyCube's Darkest Dream Adventure from the Red Star Rising campaign. Check out all their amazing content at gooeycube.com. Also, a special thank you to Tabletop Audio for providing the fantastic music that accompanied this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please like, rate, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And, if you can, help us out by supporting us at Patreon. Remember, you don't know the burden others have carried to arrive at your gaming table, so be kind. Safe travels until next week when we return to Visions, Veiled and Violent.